Welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. This is episode 23, Don't Waste Your Marriage. Yep, don't do it. Don't do it, guys. Don't waste that marriage. (laughs) Hi, my name is Lori Krieg, and I'm here with my husband, Matt, and producer, Steve, and we have been journeying through Francis and Lisa Chan's book, uh, You and Me Forever, and we are on chapter four this week. Uh, But before we get there and talk about not wasting that marriage, Matt, we didn't do a podcast, Steve. Last Uh, week, we missed it. Yeah. I mean, what was going on? I I think we were partying a little hard in our our (laughs) mid-30s. You guys had a birthday last week, right? (laughs) Yeah, we both. I turned 32, and Matt turned the ripe old age of 33. Yeah. Wow. So, Jesus age of death. So, sorry about that. Slash (laughs) slash resurrection. Resurrect new life, all of it. Yeah. Yeah, we were not uh, necessarily partying so hard, although we did have a fun party, but we were both miserable sick. So on uh, last Wednesday, we record on Wednesdays and fingers crossed post this on Fridays as long as I can get my act together. (laughs) Um, But we were both real sick, like simultaneously and our kids. I was trying to teach my one year old how to watch Netflix. So mom of the year right here. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't work, by the way. Yeah, we we don't have to teach our three year old. She knows how to. <laughs> She's very skilled at Netflix she watching. <laughs> or whoa, or Amazon Prime. I mean, Amazon we don't Prime. judge here. Yeah. We take it all. <laughs> Hulu. We don't get. We don't mess with no Hulu. <laughs> Commercials. I I'm, I'm not down with that. <laughs> no, but we did have a fun birthday party too, and it was a Stranger Things party. So for those of you who don't know what Stranger Things is. Basically, there's a world and then there's another darker world called the Upside Down. And it's all very spiritual and metaphorical. And every time I start bringing the spiritual aspect into it, everyone starts rolling their eyes at me. <laughs> yeah, like now, Steve. No, I'm rolling my eyes at the people who roll their eyes. <gasps> Thank you. Yes. That, right? Because it's spiritual. Because powerful mm-hmm. stories, metaphor for deep truth. Yeah. yeah. So it's kids who work together to try and save their friend from this upside down, this this bad world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this hero character, which I dressed up as, which well, is and Eleven. Yeah. Did you, did you mention that it was a dress up? Oh, Stranger it was a costume party. party. It was, we, we were dressing up as Stranger Things characters. Yeah. So we went out with our family and small group. I invited my parents, my poor parents. They're like, I don't know what you guys are doing, but you're cute. (laughs) And then I'm trying to explain. And then my brother-in-law or sister or something were like interjecting. They're like, yeah, that's the demon character. And then I'm like, shut up. Stop triggering my parents. That's not nice. (laughs) So like, what are you guys doing? This is weird. Um, But yeah, I dressed up like a 12-year-old and Matt was... Kind of weird, because Matt dressed up like the dad character to me, who was the kid. He's like the adoptive dad, so that so, was kind of strange. So I was, I was the sheriff who ends up adopting, at the end of season two, the, the character that Lori dressed up as. So, Just don't think about it too much. But it's not real life. No, no, no. We're, right. we're, <laughs> no danger there. No. Anyway. It was really fun. Um, but yeah, so birthdays are fun. So that's going to move us into the question of the week is what is if you could like first of all we'll say what if you could plan your perfect party what would be your perfect party would it be like you and yourself and netflix (laughs) one friend or would you do something epic like we did i would say that that what we just did was pretty near perfect because a i'm a nerd yeah and so a part of this party was going to one of these escape rooms and uh so i'm a puzzle nerd and this is like real life figure out the puzzle 
and also I'm competitive. And we had two different teams going through the room and my team won. Okay. So So an escape room, everyone gets locked in a room. Of course it was Matt, my team versus Matt's team. And I gave up the day before we did the game room uh, because I just knew I wouldn't care. <laughs> I just was like, what's so that just fun? went into it. Yeah, knowing I'd lose. With no yeah. competitiveness no. at all. No, and Matt had like all the people who cared tons and had done like lots. Like they were like, excerpt, like I picture them lifting weights with their brain <laughs> and they were ready for that wow. event. Yeah. Yeah, it was I, the I Olympics. Wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but, but we did have the puzzle the lovers in, our, in my group. Yes. And Lori, the only thing making Lori do this was sheer competitiveness because she wants to beat me. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't run and throw a Frisbee or something. I yeah, had to it was just things. not your game. No, so I just laughed. So I would agree. I think probably the ultimate birthday party would be something like we did. Dress up, be crazy, because it's been a super hard year for us. And it's a super hard year for a lot of people. 2017 kind of kicked yeah. a lot of people's tails. And mm-hmm. so I think it was fun to just do something fun with friends and small group and stuff. So mm-hmm. No doubt. How about you, Steve? Um, ideal party? Is that the question? Birthday party. I, oh, ideal for yourself. birthday party. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, okay. I I do like people. Yeah. So people that I know, you know, my tribe, having my, my people around uh, and my wife is the ultimate party planner. I mean, yeah. she's great. She'll make custom games, really, that are all nice. about you. Like, Aww, you know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. it's your party, yeah. it'll be like, now we're going to take the Steve trivia, con- you know, test, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, so it's very, if you are at all narcissistic, yeah. it's like she can plan your party mm-hmm. oh, and it. make great food. <gasps> and so, yeah. That's so a must. It is. Yeah. It is. So food... You know, my people that I feel like just myself with yeah, and yeah. just to focus on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not, I mean, I'm sort of exaggerating, but yeah, yeah, I think that would probably be it for me. Okay. I yeah. feel you. Yep. Okay. So what was something that we do on our birthdays that we've done in our family with 12 kids? Yep. Got 11 siblings is on your birthday. You felt pretty special because everyone in that crowd slash your siblings uh, would tell you what they liked about you. And so... I just thought we could do that on the show is what is something that you like about the other people? And Steve, we missed your birthday. And so. Well, no, let's just do you guys. We can do me when, you know, when it comes, comes back around. around. All yes, right, fine. We've had time to forget. Okay. <laughs> I won't forget. But we we're, do this. We're my, not that we, old, We do this Steve. in my family, too. You I think do? Maybe we might have stolen it from your family yeah. of origin. It's, we call it the birthday compliment. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah it's super, super needed. Okay, I'll start. Matt, something I like about you is your steadfast faithfulness and courage. I just have seen, because I think you've been very steady throughout our marriage, but recently I've seen you be both like, I'm still leaning in. I'm still pursuing you. I'm still here. And so it's less of a like static stability and more of one that's leaning in toward Jesus and me and people. So Mm. I like that. What I would say about Matt, that you know, I don't know you as well as Lori does, but similar, but more in a service way. You're just a can-do guy. Yeah. You know, like if you're like, what do we do right now? Go to Matt. Say, hey, here's the situation. You'd be like, I'm on it. Yeah. Like you're just a very kind of reliable person in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, just what I remember from the Caring Well conference. You know, somebody didn't show up. You stu- you, you you jumped right in there. Yeah, and, it's true. You know, just you can rely on Matt when. 
there's chaos around. Yeah, yeah, right? totally. Well, thank you. Hmm? Yeah. That, I appreciate that. So, Lori, something that I really like about you um, is that, and I've told you this before, like you are tenacious. <laughs> you do not give up. You you are, even when it's painful, even when it's hard, even when just life kind of kicks you around a little bit, you you get back up. Yeah. And and I've seen you, especially doing that with our girls, um, mm. you know, not not that you were like escaping before or anything, but I've, I've seen you really try and lean into like not having them watch Netflix all the time, even when you have like so much stuff that you're trying to do for work and it's like deadlines and 800 emails are getting sent your way every day. And it's like, you're not just saying, okay, Netflix time for three hours so mama can work. You're, you're, you get up at 4 a.m. You, mm. you, you take time away from your sleep rather than away from your kids. And, and so that's been really incredible to see. Oh, wow. Thank you. What I would say, Lori, that has inspired me about knowing you is just your authenticity. Mm. You are committed to honesty, yeah. you know, and what you see is what you get yeah. with Lori. Um, and so I just really am inspired by and appreciate that about you. Thank you. Hmm? Thanks, guys. Hmm. That's a fun practice. So <laughs> now we're going to not take a vacation from this problem because I'm feeling good, even though I feel a little bit bad that we didn't compliment Steve. That's okay. Okay. I like but, your beard. Yeah, I okay. like his beard. There's his beard is very nice. <laughs> but we're going to take a magic carpet to Goofball Island today. Uh, <laughs> feel it? Feel that wind? Mm, yeah. Would you dare close your eyes? <laughs> Speaking of trauma... <laughs> what childhood movie traumatized you as a child? <laughs> it's Matt's little whisper there. So just more funny than traumatizing. That was that was Aladdin for those of you right. who don't yes. know. Yes. Right. Oh, we got it. We are okay. transported. <laughs> just making to sure. Rug. So you know how there's like movies that you watched and you're like had night terrors as a kid. Like which one really messed with you? I can say this one. Very, very easily. What? Um, there was a, a movie, not a scary movie at all, um, but it had aliens in it. I had a very strong fear of aliens growing up. Huh. Because of the movie? Be well, partially because, well, yeah, I think this movie was probably the origin of it. Mm. Um, but there was a movie called Cocoon. Oh, yeah. Um, and the whole premise of this movie is like these these aliens have somehow been living among us and, and there's... They look like normal people, but there's this one moment in the movie where the aliens are in their secret alien club, and it's like they they peel off their human skin, and as like a little five-year-old kid, that was terrifying mm. to me, and I, I was so fearful of these aliens, oh. and... I remember even as I got older, there was one time my brother was watching something on TV downstairs and I was like, mom, can I go up in your room and watch TV? And I literally flipped the TV on and here I am like 13. So I'm like young teenage kid now. I'm kind of getting over the whole alien fear thing. Yeah. And I flipped the TV on. Cocoon is on right at the part where oh, no. they're like stripping out that of their skin, scene. like that exact scene. So I'm seeing the yellow glowing alien and the beady eyes and the no nose and mouth. And I'm like, oh. I go running downstairs. I'm like, Cocoon's on upstairs. I can't even change the channel on the TV. Too scared. Oh, wow. And so, and my brother was like, awesome. What channel? <laughs> You're like just salt in the wound. Brother. Yeah. And oh. so, yeah, he definitely salted that wound quite a lot. That's awesome. 
I I thought about this. I had a hard time thinking of a ch- a childhood movie, like a like a kids movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. there were movies that I saw in my childhood that no child should watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like horror movies. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that's the stuff. But there is a moment in the movie Dumbo, which I feel like mm. at a very very young age. Yeah. Like I just have a vague memory of seeing Dumbo, and it's this—it's the weird drunken dream scene, yes. pink elephants. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. Um, and there was something about just the uh, psychedelicness of that scene, you yeah. know, that kind of like creeped me mm-hmm. out. I the hear whole you. rest of it is a whole other thing, you know. But that yeah. one scene, yeah. But th- there's kind of that same feel in one of the the Winnie the Pooh movies with oh, really? the heffalumps, isn't oh, yeah. there? Where, heffalumps yeah, yeah. like it's that like crazy color change. Right. Like, and it's yeah. like, it's a little bit scary. Like I've been watching it with my, with our daughters at times. I'm like, I can't watch this. Like huh. we're, we're not going to watch this one anymore. Because yeah. That's a little bit. So Matt walks away and he just lets our three-year-old <laughs> watch it. Our one-year-old like, is sitting there like, much. oh, this is awesome. Too much. This finally got interesting. It kind of reminds me of aliens. I got to go. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. <laughs> that makes me think of um, All Dogs Go to Heaven. They had that same sort of acid trip. And I remember I had an e- a fever watching that movie. And mm. I like fever dreamed. You know how your fever dreams mm, are just yeah. crazy? That movie. So maybe it actually wasn't sort of a crazy trip, but in my feverish state it was but i remember a movie it was called under the blood red sun or something there's a new version that is that name but it was about this kid who basically started world war ii which i think is not real but he was like hiding with his family up in a hotel so if you think if you guys know the name of this movie and he has this like lantern he's like flashing it and somehow it's like code for start the war (laughs) so the war starts because of this kid and this and it's like a serious movie and then he gets stripped away from his parents and i just picture my dad being like yep we're watching this movie and i'm like oh no i can never touch another flashlight again Whoa. i will start a war and be separated from my family so that one messed me up okay so i just had this memory and i don't know why what you said mm-hmm. th- what you said has nothing to do with this yeah. but when i was a kid yeah there was sort of a little bit of a trend where these films yeah like films with projectors uh-huh. would make their way around to small churches and be shown in churches and they were like end times <gasps> stories what there was one i think it was called a thief in the night oh no and it was about you know the rapture and then yeah. i don't know if it was the same one but i clearly remember this movie that's set during the tribulation oh no and they're going from you know villa, town to town with guillotines and it's like bring out the christians <laughs> you know like oh, I so bizarre and mm-hmm. i was i don't know probably about 12 or 13 and it was like ah. you're like and i'm not a christian <laughs> I quit. I quit. Yeah. Well, and even that it's in the basement with film yeah, and right. the, probably the lights are off. Yes, the, so everything's church, terrible. Yeah, right. Uh, Kurt Cameron was not in that movie. <laughs> no, he did not no. make it all better. This was, this is yeah, the precursor to the Kurt Cameron stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to, what a magic carpet, Matt, any more songs? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all set. Okay. Uh, back to the heart, the heart of the matter. And so again, we're talking about you and me forever. Francis and Lisa Chan's book, we are on chapter four, which I just like sent a mass text to every family member of mine. I was like, can you please read this book mm. and just this chapter, just listen to it. Uh, and Steve, you and I and Matt were talking about before the show, how we're getting like small groups to do this book and like requiring it, please do it. Um, but just a reminder, this book t- says it's about marriage and, and 
how we can connect as married people, but it's pretend because it's really about how we can connect with God and also our spouses and the church. So it is kicking my tail and really convicting me. Um, But the first piece of the book really kind of sets the stage of this chapter, excuse me, uh, that analogy that he gives of the, his daughter playing soccer. Mm. You guys remember that one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So can one of you guys describe that analogy that really, I feel like captures the whole essence of this chapter of don't waste your marriage yeah well okay so he's got the story of his little girl when she was doing soccer and he was there you know like a proud parent on the sidelines ready to cheer and we're gonna you know she's gonna steal the ball she's gonna get a goal all this stuff and then he looks up and sees that she's out there with her friend you know they're just like holding hands kind of walking through the field picking (laughs) flowers you know and it was kind of this idea this metaphor that you know uh, we're not just here to pick flowers. Like yeah. we actually have a job to do. There's a reason why we're, you know, yep. here. Yeah. I'll read his end quote. Thank you for replaying that, yeah. uh, entertaining <laughs> me. Uh, yet Chris, uh, he says he's given us a clear mission to make disciples yet. Christian couples can be most typically found holding hands and skipping through life, ignoring the battle or the soccer game <laughs> that rages around them. We've made happy families, our mission. That's not the mission that Jesus gave us, but we try to justify this idolizing of marriage because it's what we want. Ouch. Mm -hmm. Like how many, I just think about how many conversations I've had with other women and with couples. And it's like, well, if only my kid would, and if we just got this next Mm -hmm. renovation done and if, 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 and it's, we just accept it as like, that's how we're supposed to talk about life. And he's like, Mm -hmm. nope. Yeah, and I mean that's that's actually one of the highlights that I put down was that okay with that idoliz- idolization of marriage and and then the the kind of the follow up sentence that he he does in the next paragraph that you know as he's been saying marriage is important but it's not the most important and um, I, I feel like so often we we just worry about our own happiness and our spouse's happiness and if we're you know if we're looking good and fun and having vacations in the Caribbean, then marriage is great, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. is it really on mission? And the answer is no. When we're focused on just our own pleasure, our own happiness. Yeah. We have the grace to do that, Yeah, but that is not necessarily, that doesn't mean that we're aligning ourselves with God's will for our marriage yeah. if we're, if we're living that way. I love, so we're not just like reading this book and then like just coming to this podcast and talking about it. Matt and I are talking about it all the time. Mm. And one thing that happened in real life this week, like it's affecting us. So I was feeling just like angst about just life. And I just was like, oh, and about our marriage in particular, it's been a tough season, which I think we're going to talk about that more in the next podcast, the specifics. But I just was like, Matt, this is so hard. And I'm just feeling hopeless. And he looks at me and he's like, Lori, are we on mission? And I was like, yeah. And it I, like it was hard because I just wanted to go in this like revolution of like, but this is hard and this is hard and this is hard. You know how you get on that bike and you just keep riding it. Mm. And he just like put the brakes on. Are we on mission? And I just thought about it. I'm like, yeah, we are linked arms looking at Jesus. And so even though this may be tough, these parts may be difficult, we're on mission. And it was really encouraging, actually. Well, yeah, because I mean, when things go wrong, when our happiness goes wrong, yeah, you know, if if that is the basis of marriage, and if that is the basis of you being a good wife and me being a good husband, or you know, us being good parents, like, okay, if if all of a sudden the happiness isn't there, then then what is holding everything together? And and so to lose sight of the mission of marriage, to to for me to not just 
you know, make you more sanctified. Hopefully there's some happiness involved in there, but ultimately it's to, as Francis says, prepare you to meet Christ one day. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and vice versa for you to prepare me to meet Christ one day. And hopefully to bring a lot of people alongside us yeah. on that journey of sanctification that we're walking. Yeah. Right. He says, and have you guys done this? I don't even know if we've done this directly, Matt. But he said, you should sit down with your spouse tonight and figure out how to structure your lives around the command to make disciples. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's like, we should not make a single decision without the words make disciples factoring in. Which is, again, your word for the year, which is kind of hilarious. So this whole book is like... I know. So how does that, how is that factored in as you're thinking about that? I mean... My wife and I have a budget meeting once a month, you know, Mm -hmm. and we have different, you know, relationships that we're connected to that we're involved in. We live in a neighborhood. Our kids have friends at school and those friends have families. And, you know, so then it becomes like not... Oh, the kids want to have so-and-so over tonight. That's going to keep us up late, you know, because they're so Mm. rambunctious. Mm. But... Hey, yes, have them over on a Saturday night and we'll all go to church Sunday and, you know, like get them plugged in there. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's beginning to happen. That's amazing. And, and these kids are like, you know, wanting to come and get involved in, you know, like the trips and the programs and the stuff. Yes. That's awesome. It, It is. It's crazy. So anyway, that's, that's just one thing, but yes, there's so much more. Like I'm thinking about like, Oh man, what about how do we leverage our, this and budget for that? And it's, it's really exciting as my wife and I are kind of like brainstorming. Well, okay. So I just need to highlight something because I know you said, I don't know how many episodes back you're talking about how like you've been burdened for your kids and you yes. haven't said specifics, but you've been burdened for them. And it's kind of, I'm sorry, I'm going to be honest. It's blowing my mind right now that as you align yourself, you and Kelly, your wife align yourself to God's mission. It's like taking care of things. Yeah. I'm just, are you seeing oh, that? Yes. That's I mean, nuts. it's taking care of things in my own yeah. heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it's there, which is the, yeah. Right, right. You know, um, as I'm focusing more on Jesus and really just staring at him, like we talked about in the early chapters. Yes. It really is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like so excited right now. Yeah. That's so encouraging. Thank I'm, you for I'm sharing excited. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this was another piece that I have just can't stop thinking about. I keep like having these like thinks with myself and I'm like, wow, that's really smart, Lori. And then I'm like, nope, stole it from Francis. and just thinking about the book, which by the way, he's coming to Grand Rapids on March 1 and yes. we're going to hardcore stock slash go see. Are you going to go? Are you going to go see him? Yes, I Okay, am. good. So oh, you can come sit with us it. and like we'll have like fan signs. Yes. <laughs> we love Jesus in you, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say we're going to like get him onto the podcast. I was like, what? Oh, I'm trying. No, no, no. We're I'm on working it. on it because oh, wow. my dad has connections. Yeah, yeah. So Francis, if somehow you're listening oh, to this, goodness. please. Open. No, I'm really, I like at our birthday party. So my, my parents came yeah. and my dad's like, hey, Lori, I might be able to get you some VIP tickets. I'm like, Yes. Okay. Party's over. How's this happened, Dad? Yeah, right, right, so. right. Okay. All, all you stranger things, people go home. Leave. We got, yeah. We're done here. Sorry. Um, um, here. Here's my question. Are we also going to have like, you know, fan signs for Lisa Chan? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. She totally should. Yes. No, it's just her. Oh. I mean him. It's Sorry. Him. Okay. <laughs> no pronouns. Okay. Yes. Uh, it's just going to be him. All right. Okay. So back 
back to reality. Yeah. Well, there goes gravity. I can't get it out of my head. Mom spaghetti. Mom spaghetti. That's an Eminem song, by the way. You know what's funny is when you say back to reality, this shows my age. When you say well, back to reality, I'm like back to life. Back is a much to reality. Than yeah, yeah, yeah. Is era. that okay? The new kids on the block. There it is. Mm, I don't no? think so. Oh. I thought it was like TLC. Maybe. Somebody's hell. We'll have to look that up. There's a thing called Google. Question of the week. Who sang that song? There you go. (laughs) Okay. So have you ever had your friends or you yourself say like, I just can't hear God. I don't, I just, I don't understand how you Mm -hmm. hear him. Mm -hmm. And um, like, what's your usual response? And what did you think of Francis's response, which I can say in a minute. But first, like what, what do you usually say? Usually, I mean, because I've been there. I've I've been those places where it's like, man, I am. I'm praying, I'm doing my best to listen. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing, you know, my best to read and to try and discern okay what's going on. And so there is some some empathy and a, yeah. the the knee-jerk reaction is just to be like, well just wait. Just yeah. just wait. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. will he will answer. He will answer. He will answer to totally. try and still hope. Yep. You know, but but sometimes and and well, I'll, I'll let you talk because you're going to say what Francis said and sometimes it's like yeah. Probably what he's going to say, so I'll let you just well, say Well, what do you usually say, well, Steve? I wish I could say that I've ever had Francis's answer. When I read that, I was yeah. like, duh. Yeah, but I what, I, what, what I think typically I've said to myself and yeah. to other people is like, don't give up. Just stay uh-huh. in it. You know, yeah. God is faithful. There are seasons of silence. Like, I don't yeah. know where I'm getting that I from. Know. <laughs> but yeah, sounds anyway. good. Yeah. I say the sounds same really sentences. Spiritual. I know. And, and it's so what he says is I hear people complain. They don't feel Jesus with them. They don't experience the Holy Spirit. And I usually ask them, are you busy making disciples? Because preceding paragraph, God is currently on a mission. He's redeeming the earth. If I want to find my friend Andrew, I usually find him at the gym. If I want to find Adam, he's probably at the beach. If I want to find Lisa, she's probably at Target. I mean, preach. (laughs) If I want to find Jesus, I should share the gospel with someone. That's where he will be. He's on the battlefield. He's pursuing the mission. And I was like, oh, my word. And then I started having this like talk about movie reel in my own head where I'm like, when have I most heard God's voice in my life? And it's like when I'm desperate, like right before the conference. And I just, Mm -hmm. it felt like he was just like Mm -hmm. unleashing, like all this. I was like, I just, I don't know. I just know these things. And, or like when we're doing this podcast or when I'm speaking and I don't know. So there's just different times when I am in a place of need and in, in, in service, it's like the simultaneous, I got nothing, God, I don't Mm -hmm. know how to do this while also still moving my feet forward in faith. Mm -hmm. That's when he is like pouring out his spirit in me. Do you guys agree with that? As you reflect on your own, like, okay. Yeah. And I mean, even as you're talking, I'm, I'm getting this kind of mental imagery of like, if we're about to go into like battle, like we're in camp, yeah, you know, and thinking like old school, like where you're actually, you know, infantry or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're about to go into this like incursion mission, like a stealthy mission to, to rescue people. Yeah. And it's like, that's when Jesus comes and is like, okay. And you're talking mission and he's encouraging you and he's giving you the words to say and the things to think and like where to go, the direction he's, it's like your captain doing the not debriefing the the pre-briefing yeah you know for the for the mission you're about to go on and then he's saying like okay and he's going to be on radio contact the whole time right you know and and so like but oftentimes it's like we don't live that mission we 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 have these instances of mission and then it's like okay we're going to come back into triage 
and we like to sit in triage for maybe a little longer long. than we really need yeah. to. Because Sabbath is obviously important. These like vacations are important. Resting's important. But we hang out there. And again, mm-hmm. another earlier chapter where he's like, I, I just learned about these thousand pound people. And sometimes I joke, I'm like, we are like a, a shake away from Wally, you know, like how we just get so lazy. <laughs> like the movie Wally where they're like rolling around in wheelchairs yes. and they don't need them. They could use their legs and they just suck all their food through a straw. <laughs> and I'm like, I am seriously with Amazon shipping everything. <laughs> We're almost there, but we do the same spiritually. We just consume, 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 and we never Mm. actually do. Yeah. I think you can go overboard and burn yourself out, especially if you lose sight of your first love. That's Mm -hmm. it. Um, But I think what happens for me much more typically is, oh, I I need a rest. I need a break now. Yeah. So it's like, mm, I should probably lean more toward the, I can sleep when I'm dead mentality, <laughs> you know, and my wife maybe could, you know, yeah, throttle yeah, yeah. back a little yeah, bit, yeah, you know, yeah. just yeah. to get us on the same page. But, yeah. yeah. And that's probably my tendency too. But I think if, I don't know, it's that energy, where's that energy being put mm. in, in that mm-hmm. it's being put toward the right things. Okay. The last piece that I really wanted to talk about, because it's another one um, that I keep thinking on is how he talks about confidence in because we have the Holy Spirit in us. This is another mind-blowing thing, and it's so true. But he says, I used to think I was being humble by making statements like, I'm not very gifted. A deep study of Scripture convinced me that this wasn't humility, but a lack of faith. The Holy Spirit of God, all caps, is empowering me. Mm -hmm. Why would I be self-deprecating? If Christ is living through me and the Spirit of God is empowering me, shouldn't I be powerful? Mm-hmm. And like that last piece, like powerful, like you kind of, I don't like even in reading, it, I was like, but, but no, no, no. I mean, it's all God and it's all, which it is, but to be like, I picture like a superhero or Wonder Woman or something. And I'm like, that's not real or Power Ranger. And then I'm like, but wait, it's the Holy Spirit. And then he talks about how, like when he's speaking, he's like so energized. And I think about even coming into this podcast, I'm always mm-hmm. like so tired. I'm like, it's 6 30. I want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then by the end of it, if, especially if it feels like spirits leading the conversation, I'm super energized. So what do you guys, have you guys said statements like that feeling like this is how a Christian should respond. And what did you think about that idea of why am I so self-deprecating? Mm-hmm. I got the Holy spirit. Well, yeah, this is something I'm, I'm still learning um, as in our mentorship with our pastor, Dave, there, you know, he's kind of called out in me this this self-deprecation, which is kind of a subtle form of pride. Yeah. You know, saying I am I am too bad hmm. for God to really use. Um, but even as you're, you're talking now, I remember actually vividly this dream that I had, which is really weird because I don't often have dreams that I believe are God like actually speaking to me. Um, but there was this one dream, and it was right after I I came out to you with my pornography struggle, hmm. and. In this dream, it was like I was fighting this monster, um, like this demonic monster, and it was massive, and I was tiny, and there was this voice saying, like, you go fight it. And my response was, I can't beat this thing. Mm -hmm. I can't beat this thing. I've tried before. And, like, I turn around, and there's this weird, like, pinkish, glowing kind of orb thing. And, and honestly, I believe that was the Holy Spirit because out of it said, you've never used my power before. Whoa. And, wow. And it was like this, this sense of, okay, um, I don't know how to. Yeah. You know, but, and then from there, it was just kind of starting to, to rely and actually go to God. And obviously, like, 
getting getting some some of my own inner healing work mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. Um, which which is definitely been beneficial. But it was this sense of like, I never tried. I never actually believed that the Holy Spirit would help me overcome my struggle with pornography, and if it wasn't for that, I would I would not overcome my struggle with pornography mm-hmm. because and that and that has to be a constant like. Not that it's fixed. I mean, I still have the desires and I still have the propensity to go toward these things if I'm not really looking at God and saying, okay, God, I need you to help me. Yeah. You know, because he is the only one who is strong enough to beat this monster that I was envisioning. You know, there is so much captivity. Yeah. And the the mindset that this is something you will fight the rest of your life <laughs> with no success. Yeah. And and that is that is a lie. And no fruit. I mean, because you're yeah. so focused on overcoming this thing, mm-hmm. you cannot do the mission. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So even even in your anti focus on focusing on going away from pornography or whatever you're struggling with, you are still focusing on it. It's yeah. like telling yourself, I'm not going to eat that cake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to look at that cake the whole time That's I'm not eating it. But I'm not eating it. I'm not eating it. <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare eat that cake. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, so here's a question on that, because you said it as like an aside, and I thought about it as reading it. So he's saying, focus on the mission, get in the game, and work together, and even... I love this analogy of how when you go on a mission trip, you don't have to necessarily do much team building because once you're on mission, mm-hmm. it really builds the team. Yes. So you do some, but it's really like in your moving, you're, mm-hmm. you get built together. And so um, at what point though, and he even alludes to like teams who win championships, he's like, they didn't get counseling to get the unity, mm-hmm. but you are a counselor, a licensed therapist. And so at what point do you need to step out of the mission, quote unquote, or is it a part of the mission to get the healing? I guess my point is, Mm -hmm. what role does that inner healing work that you've done, that I've done, that we're all doing Mm -hmm. play in this mission process? Well, honestly, I think I have a really quick answer for that. Oh, If our mission is to make disciples, that means we need to make ourselves one first. Oh, yeah. And so if we have things that are getting in the way of our own ability to truly trust God and follow God and rely on him and even even trust that he will be a part of our lives in any meaningful way, that is, you, you can't make this, you can't truly make a disciple if you don't believe that God is going to work. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what are you going to tell people? I mean, it's like what I would try and tell all the teen center kids when we worked with them while I was secretly living this double life of porn. I didn't know how to talk about the power of God. The teen because center I didn't kids, believe. we worked, sorry, we worked at an at-risk youth teen center. And so, sorry, you didn't believe when you were talking to them. Yeah, like I had a, no, a head knowledge understanding of God, but I didn't truly believe that God loved me. Yeah. And and so what am I going to share with them? It's going to be, well, God loves you. Yeah. You know, but real it's just flat. it's just words, just yeah. real flat, no, mm. no real depth to it mm. until I was able to feel it myself. We can only be disciples if we ourselves are a yeah. disciple. Otherwise, where are you leading them? Nowhere. You're, you're just saying, well, go that way. When you think about what, so that is a very easy answer. <laughs> Thank you. But you think about what does disciple making look like? And it's not always building a school for orphans. It's like sitting down and grieving mm-hmm. with someone. Yeah. It's listening. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Okay. So I think this is enough for this time is it? It is enough. <laughs> However, 
Dear listener, if you have gotten to this point and you haven't yet picked up this book, yes. read this book. Yes. Because what we're, I mean, though our coverage of the book is great, yeah. there's so much, yeah. there's so yeah. much to dig into. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, Steve. And we were talking about even before we started recording how Francis says in there and we keep quoting him, but he's like, I'm not only praying that this book just like changes marriages and he's like, I'm praying it changes eternities. And yeah. so we keep, we keep talking about it and making people read it. And so please read it and you can go and get the app, you and me forever. And you can read it there for free or listen to it. If that's your preferred way, you I mean, you're listening to a podcast. <laughs> so I like listening and reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Go there, get it. We don't get any kickback for this. No. <laughs> we just are trying to build the kick. Kingdom. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so now next week we're going to talk about the question of the week, which is um, how are you doing on your word for the year so far? Which basically this whole podcast was your weird word, which is discipleship. <laughs> Mine, I think, is hashtag blessed, which is becoming very lame. And Matt's, I don't know, courage? courage yeah. Okay, okay. So we'll follow up with that. And we'd love to hear from you how you all are doing on your words for the year. I know some people think it's cheesy and some really like it. I just like that it kind of focuses my mind around something. Um, so we'd love to hear from you as well. You can visit our website, himhministries.com, email us, hit us up, give us a review. If you like us, give us suggestions how we can do better. I mean, whatever. We like hearing from you. But thanks so much for listening. For all of us here at the Hole in My Heart podcast, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Hole in My Heart podcast. The gospel is good news for everybody every day. Explore himhministries.com for all that Matt and Lori Krieg have to offer, including previous episodes. You can also find us and we hope you'll subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and tune in. And if you'd like to answer our question of the week or if you have any questions or suggestions, email us at podcast at himhministries.com. 